Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. So God worked this one out. But tonight, I am super excited uh, to hear from our campus minister, uh, Lali Matos, and from our youth and family minister, Lamisha Genova. Those of us that are a part of the fellowship know these two sisters very well, but if you're a guest with us, uh, you're in for a treat. So they have prayed so much about this, studied deeply, and worked hard, uh, hard to really see what God was trying to show them through the scriptures and to dig deeper. That is the goal of this study, to dig deeper and see new things about Ruth uh, that maybe you've never seen before. Um, after the lesson, uh, we will have random discussion groups uh, like we did last time, which was great. Uh, we get to see and talk with people that we don't always get to talk to. Uh, when you're in those Zoom discussions, if you can please show your face, that will be great because it's a little easier to have a discussion when you can see the person. Um, but thank you just so much for being here, uh, for coming tonight. And uh, at this point, I'm going to hand it over to Lolly and Lamisha. You guys can make it just, you can make speaker view on your phone, on your end, right? Okay. So we'll go ahead and hand it over to them and I'll keep adding people as they continue to teach us. So amen, uh, Lolly and Lamisha. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction, Florence. Um, that really means a lot. And well, welcome, ladies. Um, Lolly and I are so happy that you're here tonight. And welcome to those who are visiting. Um, we have this cool um, fireplace in the background. Um, so we can just set our minds to really glean from God's word tonight um, as we continue to study the book of Ruth. And um, so if you weren't with us last time, Florence did an amazing, amazing job um, talking about the journey in Ruth chapter one, like she said. Um, but just to kind of set the background, um, the book is set in the time of Judges, and it was just a time of chaos and a lot of unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. um, but we also learned that there were still those who remained faithful to God, kind of like in the story of Ruth. And, and so the story begins with like loss. Naomi loses her husband, her two sons, and she's left with their wives who are two Moabite women who were not God's chosen people. And one of the daughters, daughters-in-law is Ruth, um, and she clings to Naomi and follows her back to her land. And as the story unfolds, you know, she's, she's admitted into assembly of God in a way. And um, that really exemplifies God's love and kindness for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, but overall, Florence taught us that the book of Ruth is really, it really ties back to God and his relationship with us. And tonight is no different. Um, Lolly and I wanted to take you through uh, Ruth chapter two. And like Florence said, this class is called The Beauty of Righteousness. Um, and it's called that because this isn't just a beautiful love story about Ruth and Boaz, but it's about God and his love story with us. Mm -hmm. And so Lolly's going to, Lolly's just going to start us off and, and I'll turn to Ruth chapter two and then verses one to nine. Yeah. So this will be our text for tonight. So we can camp out here, get comfortable. Um, and I'll start reading in verse one. And it says, Ruth meets Naomi. Ruth meets Boaz in the green field. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, 
let me go to the field and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whatever, whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have made. So chapter two opens up with God giving us a spoiler. A new character is coming into the story. Mm. And this man's name is Boaz, who God describes as a man of standing. Mm. Or in our beautiful ESB version journals, if you got your hands on one, it says a worthy man. Mm. And chapter one, as Lamisha said, was all about loss and a lot of heartache, a lot of death yeah. that we saw. But this whole time, God was preparing a way. Mm. So our first point is God prepares a way. You know, in this story, God was preparing a miracle. Mm -hmm. But Ruth and Naomi couldn't see that from where they stood. Right. And it's no coincidence that in this couple verses that we read, we see that they're arriving in Bethlehem mm -hmm. as the harvest was beginning. God was having a plan for these two souls to meet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like Lali said, God was just planning this all along. Mm -hmm. So we see Ruth, she came to that field because God was guiding her there. Mm -hmm. You know, this shows us to me like the wonderful way that the invisible hand of God works in our lives, but that's if we let it really lead us. And so in verse two, like we read, it says, Ruth says to Naomi, we'll read it again really quickly. It says, she says, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Mm -hmm. So she goes and experiences that very natural moving of the supernatural hand of God. And, you know, if Ruth had just stayed home and waited for like a spiritual feeling, you know, she probably would have just waited a long time. Mm -hmm. Maybe she would have even gone to the wrong field. We don't know. But God, but God had already planned for her to go to Boaz's field and she had, she didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. And this reminds me of, you know, when my, my husband and I, we moved to Spain and all we knew was that we just wanted to be on the mission field. And, but we really felt the hand of God guiding us there. And of course we got advice, we prayed a lot. And we said, God, if you don't want us to go, just close all the doors. And like, he didn't close any doors. He actually flung them wide open. <laughs> and so we went through them. And the, the crazy thing is that we weren't scared. I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe we did that. But we weren't scared because, you know, so many times before then God had just, he hadn't let us down, you know, but it took faith in God to go and take that first step. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, like, like I said, I don't always have that willing spirit, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you don't have it all the time either. Um, but we can't draw these lines in the sand and say, God, no more. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, um, or we'll miss out on the rest of our stories, mm -hmm. you know, and 
I always have to go back to Psalms 51, verses 12, verse 12, where David says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Mm -hmm. And at times I have to pray to God to grant me that willing spirit to move forward and trust him. Um, I have to beg, just like God, give it to me, please, because mm -hmm. I don't feel it. And he's always come through and answered that for me. And so I think for us, we have to trust God's hand and trust that he'll take us right where we need to be, just like he did with Ruth. You know, Ruth went, went right where she needed to be at that exact time. And mm -hmm. it's really no coincidence that that happened. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I love how you're tying it in with your experience with going to Spain with Pat. Mm -hmm. It's like he placed that desire in your heart, yeah. just like he placed that desire in Ruth's heart. Mm -hmm. And she followed. So Amen. that's amazing. Amen. All right. So now our second theme is faith and righteousness. So we're going to read verses 10 to 13 in Ruth chapter 2. Um, so it says, at this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She exclaimed, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have given me comfort and have spoken kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servant girls. Wow. So immediately in verse 10, you know, Ruth bows down with her face to the ground to ask Boaz, like, why have you shown me so much favor? I'm a foreigner. They both know she's a foreigner, but mm -hmm. Boaz just treats her so special. But look at Ruth's humility to bow down to Boaz. <laughs> and Ruth is actually, funny enough, Ruth is actually entitled to glean from his field as a foreigner. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go forward. But she bows down anyway in humility. And, and Boaz, because he's, just, because he's just shown her favor, and, but then Boaz tells her, hey, he's heard about what she's done, you know, leaving her homeland to stay with Naomi and the people she doesn't even know. He hears from his supervisor, like she's been working all day, you know, like her righteousness is seen by many people. And this is a Moabitess, you know, this is Ruth. She's righteous, mm -hmm. but so is Boaz, you know, and both of them, like you said, they point out each other's righteousness, you know, and and they both show the heart of God by the way they treated one another. Mm -hmm. And so I want to ask you guys, you know, how are you doing in your personal righteousness? You know, what will people say about you? Will they say that they see God's character? Or will they say that they see things like selfishness or anger, lack of love, bitterness? You know, how are we presenting ourselves to non-Christians? You know, Ruth was a Moabite. You know, are non-Christians kinder and more loving than we are, you know? And I think this isn't just about reputation, you know? It's about how God sees you, mm -hmm. you know? Do you do what pleases him when no one's watching? And are you focused on pleasing God the way Ruth was focused on doing what was right and pleasing a God she barely even knew? You know, I think we need to be more focused on what pleases God, sisters, because I feel like there's just so many things at stake and there's so many people watching. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love that. that is, those questions are so convicting. Um, yeah, definitely something for me to think about. Mm -hmm. What I love so much um, about the, these verses is how Boaz commends her for her character yeah. and her faith. You know, the world focuses on physical beauty, what they can see. 
But what sets Ruth apart is her heart. Yeah. You know, it's, we learn about her loyalty to Naomi. We learn about her faith in God, forsaking all the Moabite gods, her diligence, you know, ready to glean on that field to support her and her mother-in-law, yeah. her humility before Naomi, the harvesters, and Boaz. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sees her spirituality, and that's what gets her noticed. Yeah. What impresses me the most out of all those qualities is, is obviously her devotion to God. You know, Ruth chose to cling to God, um, Naomi's God, even when her own mother-in-law, right? This is her spiritual mother. Mm -hmm. This is the woman that taught her probably about faith, was losing her own faith in the goodness of God. Ruth stayed faithful. You know, in in chapter one, um, I just want to read that verse very quickly. Um, It's verse uh, chapter 20 and 21. Naomi says, don't call me Naomi. She told them, call me Mara because the almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call, why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The almighty has brought misfortune upon me. That's how she is describing God. But Ruth did not accept Naomi's view of God for herself. Mm-hmm. You know, in our life, our past, our current circumstances, uh, the spirituality of your discipler or the, the person you look up to spiritually, it might waver. And mm. we can't let that distort our view of God. Um, we have to take Ruth's like view. You know, she took refuge. You know, Boaz says she took refuge under God's wings. Yeah. And imagine how amazing it would be to have the heart of the Father when we do that. Yeah, I love that because the refuge under God's wings, it makes me, and she chose that, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I just feel like refuge is just like a safe place. You know, it's like a place of no worries. So absolutely, yeah, I love that. Mm. Yeah, so why don't we continue reading? We're going to do verses 14 through 19. Um, It says, At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, Let her gather among the sheaves, and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to about a a path. Um, She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. So I, I, something that I picked up in verse two before was that Ruth's plan was to pick pick up leftover grain, left behind anyone very low stakes. You know, she didn't have a big plan, but look how the Lord blessed her. She had abundance. You know, she, she was invited to dine with Boaz and his harvesters Mm -hmm. as an equal until she had her full. Then she had the privilege to glean with the other harvesters and even had um, some stocks left behind for her. Mm -hmm. She had leftover food and up to 20 to 30 pounds of barley. That's what that word means. Um, That's the amount it probably was to bring back to Naomi, you know, and that's the way that God wants to bless us if we choose to stay faithful to him and just trust him. Yeah, God is just, 
super generous. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that leftover, that leftover green. Um, let's turn over to Leviticus 19, chapter 19, verses 9 to 10. Um, and it says, when you reap the harvest of your land, maybe I'll wait a little bit until you guys get there. I, yeah, we can pull it in the chat. Um, all right. Um, one second, ladies, I'm just putting it in the chat. There you all go. Right. Two things at one time. All right. <laughs> okay. So it says, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. So this was called pe'ah, or corners of the field, and this was a command by God, and that is why Ruth was entitled to glean from Boaz's field, because she was a foreigner, you know, and God wanted to teach the farmers to have a generous heart, you know, and for the poor to be active and work for their food, and, but God is always thinking about those who are, who are in need, those who are kind of overlooked by men. Mm -hmm. And Bo but Boaz and his workers, as you saw, were just were obedient to God. And, and then God gave him more. He gave him a wife, as we'll see in the chapters to come. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I think we can see God as, as not generous and that he's taking things away from us. Mm -hmm. You know, we can question God, like, why don't you want me to have this or that thing? You know, why can't I be in a relationship with that person? You know, like, <laughs> why do I have to give to the poor? Like, and I go back to Psalm 81, verse 11, and this is an amplified version, and um, you don't have to turn there. So it says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. God never withholds good from our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's the Lord that bestows our, our just, our grants us grace, favor, and honor. And he doesn't withhold any good from you. You know, if you can't have it, it isn't good for you, you know? Or maybe there's another purpose for it. I don't know, but, and Boaz could have easily just not left the corners of his field for the poor or the alien, but he did. And he trusted and he trusted God and was obedient to him and was blessed by God. And God provided for him and gave him even more than he even expected. So if we trust in God, he can, um, he can do the same for us. Yeah, that just shows us the heart of the father. I mean, imagine Ruth and Naomi, if they just didn't trust him, you yeah. know, look at where they came from and look at how much they were blessed. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in our last theme here, we noticed was about Jesus. So this is our, our last point. This was about Jesus through and through. So let's read um, the last couple of verses. So that's verses 20 to 23. And it says, the Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not showing, his, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is our, he is of our kinsmen redeemers. Then Ruth, the Moabites said, he even said to me, stay with my, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with his girls because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. 
So Ruth stayed close to the servant girls of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. So before we really dive into those, those last verses, um, we have on our beautiful, our app, we have our women's chat. Download it. And, and Lolly mentioned um, something in the chat like a couple of days ago, and I kind of, I wanted her to, to let you guys know about it. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, something else that's on the chat is a technique or a tool to study your Bible. It's mm -hmm. called the five P's. And using that uh, document, I was inspired to study out well, the style in which this book is written. Mm -hmm. And um, it was written in a style called a chiasm. I hope I'm saying it right. But basically, <laughs> we don't know. But uh, basically, it's an ancient literary technique used to organize a story. And so I'm going to define it really quick. Uh, stick with me. It's called, uh, it is a repeating a series of elements in reverse order from the form in which they were first presented. Mm -hmm. So very simply, it's A, B, C, CBA, and that's the structure. So thinking about those letters, there's obviously a center. The C's are the center. Mm -hmm. And Florence inspired me to dig into that a little bit deeper and figure out, okay, well, what is, what is the center? Yeah. What is that center verse? So there are 85 verses in Ruth. So the middle would be the 42.5 verse. So I counted my way through <laughs> and I found out that that middle verse is verse 20 yeah. of this chapter. And it reads, uh, the Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, he has not stopped showing kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He mm -hmm. is one of our guardian redeemers. Yeah. So why would God bring us back to this center verse? What does this mean? Yeah. And I think this verse is what, like Wally said, is I think is what God wants us to see mm -hmm. is the main theme of Ruth. And to me, as we read, verse 20 is about Boaz, but it sounds so much like Jesus. Right. Because he is, and, but let's look up the definition of what a guardian redeemer is. Help us out. Because I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> so guardian or kinsman redeemer. So it's a male relative who, according to various laws of the Pentateuch, had the privilege or responsibility to act on behalf of a relative who was in trouble, danger, or need. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew term goel for kinsman redeemer designates one who delivers or rescues or redeems property mm -hmm. or person. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, I feel like we are those, right, who are in trouble, who are in danger, mm -hmm. are in need. And Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. He took us back when we were lost because of his kindness and mercy to the living and the dead, like verse 20 said. And it's because of his, it's because of his love for us. God sent Jesus to compensate for the faults and the bad aspects of ourselves mm -hmm. and our past to atone and to make amends for us. And later on, we see Boaz redeems Ruth um, by marriage because she's a foreigner. And in that same way, Jesus redeems us through his blood on the cross because we were those foreigners that we needed to be saved. Mm -hmm. And Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Jesus redeemed us from Satan with his blood on the cross. And he did it because we are just so valuable and loved by him. Mm -hmm. And that's why this isn't a love story about Ruth and Boaz. 
but it's actually a love story between us and God. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's why it's so great to dig into our Bibles mm -hmm. and to uh, look for these gems because yeah. if I didn't do that, I would have never noticed that. And mm -hmm. God is always having foreshadowing through the through the word yep. to point us to him. Yep. Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. Um, <laughs> so ladies, we hope that tonight you learned more about God's pure love for us, you know, his selflessness, his sacrificial nature through this passage. And if you don't have a relationship with God, that you really seek it out tonight, mm -hmm. you know, and allow God's hand that we talked about to guide you so that your story can just continue to unfold. So ladies, thank you so much for allowing us thank to share. You. We hope that was, you know, helpful mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> and um, now we're gonna split up into our, our random Zoom rooms yeah. um, to keep the discussion going. We wanna keep talking about this. And um, we love you guys so much sisters and have some good talks. So first, Lolly's gonna follow. We'll put the discussion questions in the chat so you can have those before we split up. Um, and then, oh yeah, let's read them. Yeah. So, um, here are the discussion questions. It's what makes it hard for you to see God's hand in your life right now? And what can you do to acknowledge his presence? Number two is what area of your personal righteousness do you feel you need to grow in? Mm -hmm. And number three is share about how Jesus has redeemed you from trouble, danger, or lostness. Amen. Amen. Let me put this in the chat for you guys. That is being sent to Octavia privately. <laughs> there we go. Okay, awesome. So you guys can go ahead and unmute yourselves until we break up in these in these rooms. So, let's thank you, Lolly and Lamisha. That was really great. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, awesome job, guys. I think it's really cool how you did that whole thing with the chiasm and counting. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was like so insightful. The five Ps, they work. They do. <laughs> they do. They do. Because I've never done oh, it like man. that before. Nope, never, never. All right. So I think we have three to four participants. We'll have three to four people in each room. All right. So I think we're going to go for it. See Bye, soon. ladies. Love Bye. you. Bye. 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 <laughs> this has been an episode of the southern connecticut church of christ podcast please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast